Welcome to another episode of Out of Character. I was not here for the last episode. I left everything in Cotton's capable hands, and I hear everything went well. The, the title of the episode was Ramblin' Man, so that, that's, I, I can that, only that's, imagine. That's what I heard. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, as long as they had a good time, does it matter? We did have a good time, so hopefully yeah. that, that, that we got it done, and hopefully people who listened enjoyed mm-hmm. it as well. No, that's good. Yeah, so uh, I, I asked other people, because I've been asked, well, didn't you listen to it? You're not in that episode. Why would I listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad I've had one change and one impact on Jupiter ever. Wait a minute. It didn't have me, so therefore, not reals. Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't listen to it, because I don't like. I don't listen to the, to the episodes, because I don't like to hear my own voice. I don't listen to the actual play podcast that I'm in, because I don't like to hear my own voice. Yeah, that's true. But for me, I mean, I, I agree that it's true for you. Now that I wasn't in this one, they're like, well, can, you can listen to this out of character episode. You're not in it. I'm like, eh, why would I listen to it, though? Like, you're just, you just ramblings like, of two Southerners. All of podcast them, right? Like, it's like <laughs> if it has me, bad, because it's my voice in it. Yeah. But if it doesn't have me, then that's that's garbage. Eh. It's not garbage. <laughs> it's just like, mm. I like I liked the not knowing about what you did while I was away. That... <laughs> I don't know. There's something about, I like the idea that I don't know what was said while I was gone. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's for the best. Maybe that's just <laughs> how it should have gone. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know yeah. what you don't know won't hurt you. Exactly. As, yeah. yeah that exactly. Kind of what if I listened and I got angry about something you said? Well, I mean. Me not knowing <laughs> better, right? I would have seen the novelty's worn off by now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, so tonight I want to talk about something that was a topic of conversation in the Without a Net Discord a couple weeks ago. There was a discussion about game fizzle, games dying. And I said, you know what, Cotton, uh, tonight I want to talk about this. And you were, and what was your response to me? Uh, games die. The end. Yeah. Wow. Kinda. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to stretch that. Like, Okay. That just tells you a lot about, like, just, just for the record, I just want everyone, as they listen to this podcast, and as it develops, this particular episode, attempt to, like, overlay how each of us views our entire relationship history through <laughs> the metaphor of how we feel about games ending. <laughs> you may, you may, you may go. <laughs> I, I was just like, what do you mean? Like, we can, that, that's a, this is a huge discussion. Yeah. What's the, what's the number one reason? You tell me, what's the number one reason games die? That you've heard oh. other people say or from your own experience. <laughs> See, the number one reason games die is a combination of a lack of a willful GM and shit-ass players who won't show up to play the game. That's what you have to get. Like, like that is the key thing really? you want from a player. Yeah, they, like, not showing up. Huh. Cannot get so, four to five people to show up every X day, on time, every time. No bullshit. This is what I always hear. Scheduling. Scheduling's the reason just can't fit it into the schedule yeah but that's also a very common excuse and i think that that's exactly. a, a lack that's exactly of exactly what it is it's because i thought about that i'm like wait a minute don't we all sit and agree to when this game is going to be held before we start playing this game yes so how is it <laughs> scheduling but it is that's the number one reason scheduling it's it's like the old letdown that mm-hmm. uh you know i've never heard this but i'm aware of it and that's where they say i'm not looking to date anyone right now that means there's there's at the end of that sentence is a parenthesis that says you. I'm not ready to date you right now, and I probably never will be. But like that's that's how the scheduling works. So the scheduling is somebody wants to play, kind of, or they mm-hmm. get browbeaten into it by their friend who's a player mm-hmm. or the GM of the game, and they really psyched up. You know, like I saw a video where like it was this uh, it was this uh, person and she made a video of like all of her GM prep. I mean, she she went all out. She had like handmade potions and like she had her dice ready to go, the custom made table, and no one showed up. And everyone was like, "Wow, they're assholes." I'm like, "No, you're a bad judge of character. You guys it up about four people. They didn't want to play. They probably just like said that to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. They they didn't want to play. So don't make people play. And I know you want to share the hobby. I'm the same way. <laughs> I try to harangue people. But if they don't want to go, they're going to find that, that's they'll make time for the thing that they want to do. And they're not going to be able to make time that they can't do. And, and that that's how I feel is a, is a big chunk of it. Not all of it. There's legitimate, you know, like, you know, grandmas die. 
right? Yeah, so, you know. ab- no, no, I understand that. Something comes up, you can't, I, I run a game on Mondays, and I have canceled many a game on Mondays because something has come up. That's not the same thing as the game dying, though. And I've run another game where, you know, the one of the players, all of a sudden, their work schedule changed, and they just could not do that. But the game didn't die. We found a new time that worked. It does make it more it difficult. Have, but I do understand, yes, it is more difficult. Yes. So I do understand that, yes, sometimes your situation changes, a schedule changes, and you can no longer fit that time. And if you can't find another time that works for everybody, yes, the game's going to die. But I think scheduling is the most used excuse when it's not the truth. Yes. Because, because well, th- th- there's a reason. Because it's also a, a common thing. Like, you don't say, I can't go on a date with you because my car's mm-hmm. on fire. You go mm-hmm. with something else. Like, I have a lot of work right now. And you might. So mm-hmm. you may have, like, I, one of my best friends dropped out of my game. He wants to play so bad. Like, you can see it. Like, he goes on D&D Beyond and, like, still makes characters he can't play. Ask me about the game. He just, he has some life things happen that I am aware of. Mm-hmm. He cannot dedicate that time. He just can't. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a great excuse because it's sometimes legitimate. And so, but it's, it's both. It's a, it's a, it's a very common excuse. It's a very common real thing to get four or five people to show up and, and you know, cause the kind of people who are frankly responsible enough are usually the kind of people who have like kids and jobs and spouses and they have stuff going on. So that, 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 that to me is the number one. You have to get that number of people mm-hmm. ready, motivated to play this particular game of a tabletop. God. It's it's that no, that's the holy grail. I, I think there's more. I think there's more to it. I think there's more reasons why games die. I don't think it's about having just a GM and the players. I've had a GM and I've had the players. I have put a game together. I was a player in it. I put a game together. I was like, these people are all going to mesh. This is going to be great. Got together, talked character generation. Everything seemed fine. Twenty minutes into the first session, PvP. Game broke <sighs> down. Game broke down in the worst possible way and never could be recovered. It was like, we're scratching it. We're out. Really? That game fizzled because of bad group dynamics. It just didn't, like, they, everybody was good in their own right, but when they came together, it just didn't work. And instead of, you know, trying to make it work, it was like, yeah, this game, this this one's, it's it's dead on the vine. I have to know more. Like, I just, maybe I can't. What? I don't get to. What? But that so, something there, like, I, I knew when I picked my group of D&D players mm-hmm. who I was getting, and I and I, I would have bet everything I owned that that situation you just described would not happen. Mm-hmm. There's just not a way. Like, we're all, you don't have to say everything literally. You don't have to say, by the way, don't PvP the person, or, or don't provoke a PvP situation. We don't mm-hmm. have to do that. They didn't provoke a PvP situation. There was one player that I don't know what it was. It just was a weird. It was a bad mix. It was a bad mix. Each person individually I have played with, and it, they were great. But when I put all of them together, it went horribly. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm usually a pretty good judge of of people when it comes to, like, I can fit them in a gaming group. But this this table was just... It, it, it just it, it just it had to die. It had to die right there after that session. I will say I, I generally agree with your ability to judge character. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like me, so that's like five points. Uh, I hope you do. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I don't know. I honestly feel like if I knew, if I had a five-minute, like, here's what happened in that game, I would be able to declare someone an asshole. Someone. I don't know who it is. Oh, yeah. Well, road, no, I could, but I'm not going to declare it. Maybe it was a paladin. Right yes, somebody. No. I know who the asshole was. I do know, but I'm not going to name that. But it was it was an inexperienced GM. He wanted to GM a game. He had a story to tell, and I was like, "All right, great, I'll get you players." So that's what I did. And I had played with three other people in in a long campaign that lasted over a year and worked. They they melded beautifully. One of those people played with this one of the person that I had played with multiple times in multiple games, and. I don't, I don't, I just, it just didn't mix when we put us all together. It didn't mix. Fair and enough. That's okay. So, and, and so that's what I'm saying. If, if you go to the game and you're like, oh man, it went off the rails in session one, don't come back next week and go, oh, my schedule changed. I can't make it. Just come back and go, look, this game's got to die. It's bad. Let's just stop it right now. But I don't think people do that. They don't have the nerve to go, well, let's just, let's just call it. They shouldn't. That's wrong. They come back and go, oh, my schedule changed. I can't make it anymore. Sorry, guys. And they just nope out of there. 
Yeah, that's the that's that's the way to do it. That's the. That's not like, the way to do it. <laughs> you need to come back and go look. This is what happened, and this is what. Because how? Because I never and I, I'm I am totally totally at fault. I never went in, back into that at that game. We never actually like we had a discussion about why things went to PvP and that it really shouldn't have done that. But we never went back to that one player and go, why did you even start that? And we could have saved it. We could have said, you know what? This one player might be the bad mix. Let's eject them, get somebody else in, or just play with what we have for a while. Let's do that. There could, there were ways to save it, but I think it would left just such a bad taste in everyone's mouth after that session that it was uh, like, let's just let it die. Fair, fair enough. I mean, I'm from the South, and I believe that you don't necessarily have to use words to clearly communicate. That sounds bad, but it's not. Because <laughs> you mm-hmm. can read between the lines. I had a player mm-hmm. in my group who did drop. And I, he did not tell me I'm dropping your game because I like dungeon crawls and I don't give a shit about your story, your plot of this world. I want to do tactical badly. That's mm-hmm. what he wanted to do. I had some of that. He was the kind of guy who would rather just go and roll 20, pull up a game, and start killing monsters on a grid. Got yep. it. That's exactly. not my, that was not my jam. And, and so that's, drop the, that's game. the other reason there's that that's yet another reason for a game dying. You think you know what the game's gonna be. You have that zero session, you think you're all on the same page, and then when you start playing, you're like, wait a minute, this isn't what I signed up for. I don't like it. Could just be one player going, I don't like it. I just this isn't what I wanted. This we're not doing what I want to do. And that person may go, mm, this game isn't for me. But instead of saying that. They come back the next week and go, my schedule changed. I can't. Yes, that's, that's, yes. <laughs> yes. No, come back and yes. say, you're not giving me what I need, what like, I want. I'm Great, maybe you just you haven't want? been rejected me... enough in life. I have. I've wow. been, like, I don't. How dare have... you? <laughs> I've been dare shot you? down more times than like a German World War I, I have plane. been rejected. How dare you say I've never, I have, I've probably suffered more rejection than you. I'm older, so therefore, yes, I win. <laughs> I've been on the planet longer. I've suffered more rejection. We're getting <laughs> okay. off topic. How dare Fair you? Enough. I'm offended. You're if offended. I had I'm a glove, sorry. You're I would offended. slap you across I'm your face <laughs> and challenge you to a duel right now. And then we, and one of us would have to go. It would get. I just had to get yeah. shot or something. I guess yeah. I'm saying like there's no. That player wanted X. I did not have enough of X. So instead of him saying, "Hey, this isn't making me happy," which there's sort of a implied that you could maybe change the game to better fit me this player i just think he saw hey this isn't my jam and instead of letting this guy down hard i'll let him down easy you know hey it's not you it's 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 not you it's me that's that's the, what's wrong with that <laughs> you know that's that's it's great don't just say well you know <laughs> i had a great time you know but you, you know i don't like the i don't like your face you know <laughs> and is it hard though that's what i'm trying to like i'm trying to think as a player I have suffered many a game, but I think I've always either privately with the GM or or at the table have 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 the nerve to say, eh, I don't like this or uh, uh, something's weird about this. I don't like it. Can we not do this? Or, you know, I, I've done that instead of just coming up with a, I don't like it. I feel uncomfortable. I'm just going to find a reason to just drop the game. Like, I don't want to I, I, I would rather let's talk about it and see if we can fix the problem. Which it's not being confrontational. I have Zakar in the in the chat listening as we record. He's like, "Yeah, but it, we want to be non-confrontational." It is not confrontational if you're just politely explaining, "Hey, time out. Can we talk about this? This is how I how I'm feeling, or this is what I'm getting right now, and I don't really like it." Like, if I can Maybe. course correct in character, I would much prefer to do that, and I have done that successfully. But if I need to take it out of character and talk to the table and go, look, we need to do something here. What can I do to course correct? I'll course correct. But to to just go off and give the old, ah, my schedule changed. I can't make the game anymore. That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the GM if it was a GM issue. It doesn't help the other players if it was a player issue. All it does is lie. And everybody's left in the dark and they don't know what, not that anybody did anything wrong, but they don't know what really happened in order to learn from it. And that yeah. is a disservice. Yeah, but I don't owe anyone that service. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Pistols at dawn. Is, Third, second uh, day of Gen Con. Right. That's it. 
All right. I, I play. Yes, they get the okay. second. Well, not why. Why the second? Let's get to. The, let's get to. Because Sunday. I don't want I you wanna... to be able to enjoy the other two days. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to fly a coach for this thing. I, like I was in a D and D game in my early college years, as as many of us were, and <laughs> it was it was bad. It was bad. Now, why was it bad? Because the GM sucked. He didn't know how to run the game at all. We spent all of our time in books. Here's the here's the book, and go to go to the store and buy what you want for two thousand gold. And like it was just lazy, and we didn't understand the narrative stuff. None of us did. And I didn't want to go to that guy and say, "Hey, uh, this is boring as shit. Combat takes forever. You have no story. Uh, to the extent you have one, it's the most telegraph. Oh, guess what? The mayor's bad. Who'd have thought the guy that you play as Snidely Whiplash is the bad dude? Like it, like every bit of this is boring. Like what? How is that good for this person to know? What do you mean? How is that good for them to know? I don't want to do that. Like, if I want to do that, I'd work in an editor publishing house and be like, "You're <laughs> this original work? Yeah, this is hot garbage. Everything original is bad, and everything good is unoriginal." So <laughs> no, fine. Like, so this G, this GM that maybe maybe inexperienced, maybe doesn't, maybe he's not a good storyteller, but wants to do this, you're not giving him the feedback to help him improve. That is a disservice. You are not helping the gaming hobby at all by not telling them in a respectful polite way hey some things are great you're doing these are where i i think you need improvement i've i've have x amount of years or whatever just just say give them feedback just be polite and give them feedback if a person cannot handle constructive criticism then get the fuck out of the big chair i guess in my opinion the only, the only thing that would help that the only way i would have been able to help the hobby with that guy was put him in a burlap sack weighed it down with his own D books and throw it in the river that would be about the only way to make help the hobby as a as a as a contribution. Uh, I guess I don't know. That's just I don't feel comfortable doing that, and I don't want to. I don't. I don't like telling people like I would never you drop have a no game. No problem messaging me about problems in the game I run for you. You constantly give me feedback. Yeah, because uh, that's because oh, this, this oh, is you. You are the oh, most. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. I see. Did I do you this? Well, you are. You are a very direct person and so i know yes. that you take it and dish it out and i'm and i respect that it's actually harder for me sometimes because you are very i don't say very blunt but you're very direct you just you mm -hmm. say exactly what you mean like words in a newspaper it's short concise <laughs> to the point and and in the south it's like my natural southernness comes in and goes man she's very brusque i wonder if she's okay today or brisk or something i'm like no that's just how right. that's just how she talks mm -hmm. so that's not how i talk <laughs> Like that's not how we do no, things. I don't have time for that. There's I know a bush, and we have south. to beat around the bush, lest the bush be touched. It's very. Gonna die. I'm older. Remember, I'm gonna die. <laughs> gonna, we have to... <laughs> I don't wow. We have to invoke that. Yes. It's... Yes. Uh, yeah. You're you're on your deathbed, and the little machine <laughs> is beeping, and that's about it. It's just it's just a veiny hand clutching a few d20s. God willing, if I am ever in that situation where I am attached to machines beeping, I am still on Discord, still playing a game. <laughs> God willing. I can be on hospice on my deathbed, but man, I will still make my game. Roll a death save. <laughs> death save. <laughs> yeah, what a terrible moment when it, everyone pops <laughs> out. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 God willing, though. God willing. God willing. All right. Other reasons. I think sometimes, especially with a new GM, and I think you've touched on this, you get a new GM and you're like, all right, I want to help them out. I want them to be able to tell the story. You sit at the round of the table and the GM is just horrible, just horrible. And you just want to run from the game, right? Yep. They do. You can tell they've done a lot of prep. They've done a lot of prep. They're into it. But either they're hard on, they they like super hard lay down the rails or they're doing this, you know, rom-com, young adult-esque story. And you're like, what the hell is happening in this <laughs> game right now? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, uh, and, and you all of a sudden, you just say, oh, I can't make the game anymore. Instead of going to that GM, that new and experienced GM and saying, look, this isn't really what I thought we were going to be doing. Is it real? Yeah. Sakara is saying it's hard to do. That's hard to do, to be able to say that. And I'm not saying you have to do it in front of everybody at the table. If it's a problem with the GM, talk to the GM privately. If you think it's a thing at the table, then talk to the What is so hard about having an adult conversation? 
We're because adults. They, they may not like you. <laughs> Who cares? How do you mean if you're being nice and respectful and you're just trying to help so we all get enjoyment? Why is it so hard about and this fear of not being liked, please? Just go in there knowing nobody likes you anyway. So some people have a you deep know. and and uh, abiding need to be liked by other people you do, for some you reason. Do. Uh, and on Mondays we all put on a great show for you. Like Jesus. Well, <laughs> Here's some existential dread. That's your, that's your daily Sunday bit of your podcast now. No, no, no. It's just, <laughs> But you're all there to enjoy this hobby, this game. And, and if the, you know that they're a new GM, maybe they don't know any better. What is wrong with giving them some feedback, especially if you've been playing for way longer? Or you've GM'd before and you just, you, you just have more experience. What is so bad about, in, in, in a polite, respectful way, privately if you must just talking to them about it i i guess it's just one of those things where i feel like if you're having th this feels like a problem for really newer people to the hobby i don't say younger newer people newer to the hobby i guess i'm at a point now in mm -hmm. my you know tabletop role-playing game career where i've i've gone past that newbie stage i'm not that far in everything but I'm, I'm past that you know the i'm not as wet behind the ears as i used to be and so if i'm sitting down with a group of people I know that I like them. I know that our personalities are going to work together. And I know that we'll be able to communicate in a nonverbal way. And that we will take that into account. Like, I'll give you an example that you may or may not be aware of. In our game, uh, we had our little grung army going into the clothing shop, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they got their little grung slime on everything. And, and I pressed the digitation it all the way. And mm -hmm. you made a little, like, no, noise. I was like, oh, I wonder if I like cut off a line. Like if there was a thing that she had planned, possibly, and I like snipped it because I don't like doing that. I don't like snipping off the, the like you maybe you developed this NPC or you see something that like you didn't plan that to happen, but it was going to happen. You're like, wow, I got a little shiny toy I can do, do something with. And I went, nope, bloop. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm very used to my players removing every toy I put on the table for myself to play with. I am well-versed in losing my toys at the table as a GM. Right, but I don't want to do it purposefully. No, no, it's one thing if I'm, just, if I'm just going about, and I thought, I need to be a little bit more aware of those things. I, I, I want to leave, because I, no, I want, no, I want no, you to no, riff. No, no. no, I want you to do, see, when I'm at a table, the players do what the players do. If that's the choice they make, fine. If I really, really want you to do something, I'm going to lay down the railroad. I don't like to lay down the railroad. But sometimes but then, I have to to get you to a point, especially that table, because they go off on tangents. 100%. And do crazy <laughs> things. And I'm like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. So I get sometimes I, I, I do lay down the rails. But I never, ever, ever get upset with a player because they make a choice. They have ultimate, they have player agency. Ultimately, they could do whatever they wish, whether it ruins my... If I have an NPC that I love and adore and you guys just decided to just kill them... Okay, fine. You killed my NPC. Great. I'll just come up with a new story hooks. Not a problem. I have to be able to roll with that. But if the players are going to do that as a, so to get back on topic, let's say the players start doing that because they know this new GM is laying down rails and they don't like it. So they just start stabbing hook after hook, killing it dead on the table. Instead oh God. of talking to the GM saying, look, we don't like this. They're doing this in this passive-aggressive way of, we don't like that you're laying down railroads, so I'm just going to start killing everything in sight. And the GM's like, I don't understand why they kill everything they see. Ugh. Well, oh, okay, that's either bad. you have a special murder hobo table, which is rare, but is fun to be a part of, or this is a passive-aggressive reaction to what you're doing instead of having the adult conversation. Fine. Score one for Jupiter on that round. Passive aggressive is wrong. Do not do it. Do not end up as a green text on the internet <laughs> being described as why this table was bad. I mean, name one time where you did something passive aggressively and it resolved the situation. Passively aggressively. I mean, I've been a smart ass and it, it made me feel good inside. <laughs> like, like, I made a passive aggressive comment. But uh, no, fair enough. It is not generally a useful tool for social interaction, including tabletop role-playing games, among other facets of life. So but I will, I will grant you that one. You brought it up. Don't do it. Don't be passive-aggressive. No. 
a social game, a social game that is inundated with, and I'm going to say it, and I don't care if anybody gives me shit for it, a lot of socially awkward people. Yeah, this is true. So if they're so, if I'm already socially awkward, how can I have that tough conversation? How can I tell them I'm, I don't, you're, I'm not getting what I need from this, whether I'm the GM or the player. Presumably, you buy them a Rubik's cube and some Magic the Gathering cards, and go find some more social oh. friends. <laughs> Look, Magic the Gathering was fun. I played it. I had tons of cards. I had a seven-color deck. Yeah, seven-color. I five had dual color. lands. I had dual lands. It was totally not a legal deck. <laughs> it was not legal, but it was great. His name was Roy. I named my deck. Yes. You named your deck, but it wasn't. It was. It wasn't named like what it did, like death and taxes, or no, no. It was, it it was called Roy. Creative, please, Roy. That was his first name, and it was Roy G. Biff. It was Roy G. Biff. Because <laughs> of all the colors. Oh, God, I get it now. I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, God. I, I love Roy. Roy you was are, fun. You are born to be a magic player. You have achieved full fortune. <laughs> she is the chosen one. She will bring the five colors into alignment. <laughs> and then I had a, I had a seven-color sliver deck. I loved slivers. Those were fun. Anyway, off topic again. Ugh. Magic the Gathering's next week topic. <laughs> <laughs> would you like a Rubik's Cube with that? No, I would not. <laughs> I don't like a Rubik's Cube. Those are stupid. I guess you, 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 it, it depends. It depends. I will admit there, there are a, there's a socially awkward contingent sometimes in that nerd space. And so you can communicate that in that. I just, I just really think you have to know that person. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't because I don't agree. We're going to spend four, four to five hours of our lives together every week. You know I should hard? be able to talk to you about what's happening in those four to five hours. I and get you it. You should be able to receive that information and either decide, all right, it's not going to work or I'm going to change. I should be able to do this four to five hours every week. I just, That's a big commit. That's a commitment. I do. I get it. I, I just imagine in my head, like the hardest thing for a, a person, this 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 hypothetical socially awkward GM to do, is to run a game. I get nervous before every oh, yeah. game I run. I get. I have to like have a couple beers. I freak out. I lose <laughs> my shit. I talk way too fast. Mm-hmm. I have a stopwatch on, so I know how long the game is going. So I know kind of like how I feel because we want to play about four hours. So I kind of want to get to. I, I, I and then afterwards for three days. I just freak out about every mistake that I made. And then I go up to somebody who is socially awkward and then tell them, here's why your game wasn't very good. God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. That's not how you deliver that news. My God, who walks up to somebody and goes, this is how, this is why your game wasn't good. Who I know, but I don't mean to say that literally. I mean, your, your narrative structure was, I, I don't know what you say. I, I don't know. So, I would hate to like crush a little flower i, I had oh crush a little flower yeah, it's mean if you're gonna sit in that big chair you better be made of <laughs> stuff than flower all right so oh, i played with the person who did a great started this exercise after he ran a game when it was done we were calling like this is it's over for the day he would go to every person he would ask every person at the table what did you like in today's game what did you not like in today's game and what stood out? What was the highlight in the game? And he made everybody answer. And it didn't have to be thought-provoking answers. It could just be, I liked how, that I was I killed that one guy. Okay, great. What did you not like? Well, I didn't like that we didn't get X done. Okay, great. It's fine. But sometimes it could be, I didn't like that this mechanic didn't work the way I thought it should. Great. Let's talk about that. What do we need to do? Do we need to tweak something? Do you not understand it? But he would start the conversation. And I think that is goes that goes a long way to keeping a game from dying because you're starting that conversation. And as a GM, you're getting the feedback on what they like and what they don't like. So you can better tailor the game. This is this stops the game from fizzling out because if you don't have those conversations, those people aren't getting what they want, and then they are more likely to leave the game and it's gonna die. I have a question for you. That, that's a file because you're you're pulling me you're pulling me in your direction. The 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 power of the the gravitational power of Jupiter is pulling me in. Okay. <laughs> but here's here's my I want to say that as a counterpoint. So you are a fairly experienced GM, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you sit down with Bob McNuby, and how do you limit that 
lessened. Uh, you know, you, you you may see a legion of things that could be improved. And the last thing a person wants to hear is like, it, it, even if they had the um, confidence to say, "What did you like? What did you not like?" And you're like, "You know, I really liked some of the imagery that you used when we went into the dungeon. You know, when you described the smells and the sights and the flickering light. I thought that was really good." Here is a three-page listing of the chef that, <laughs> that could have. You wouldn't do that, but where where do you draw that line? Because there's not going to be like they're never going to hit a grand slam out of the park, you know, on their first swing at the no. mat. So how do you modulate that? Have you ever done that? Have you given feedback to new GMs and yes. been like, yes, how'd that go? It went fine because I don't come at them as this is what you did wrong. You know, I, I go, all right. I, I ask that like, if it's a brand new GM, like brand new. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to play. All right. Well, how did you think it went? And, and if they say, well, I, I really don't feel I, I knew the rules well enough. Okay. That's fine. Uh, all right. So an example, give cotton feedback as a GM. Cotton has never GM for me. And he never will. <laughs> and I've never heard him GM a game. So I can't. Yeah. Zakara wants me to give an example, Jupiter, give Cotton feedback. I've never done that. I, I've never, I, he's never GM'd a game for me, and I've never heard him GM a game. So I you cannot. You would have to ask feedback. Oz. We will, we will go to Oz, who I GM'd a game that did not go well. And that, that was, was long like. long ago, and yeah. you had more GMing experience. <laughs> yeah, a lot more. After that game, I felt like I grew a beard and like an army jacket, with like like materialized on my back, and all I could think about was the fires of Nam. You know, like we had to we had to burn that team down in order to save the run. <laughs> oh God! I'm trying to think who here has GM'd a game for me. Oz has GM'd a game for me. I have been a part of a, a game with. Uh, so Oz, I, I will give Oz feedback. He's not here. He'll hear, hear this later. Oz is a great GM. He is a fantastic storyteller. He is incredibly permissive as a GM. If you want to do it, Oz will let you do it. And I think that's a slippery slope. Because the first time you try to pull, push back on that, the players who are already used to this mentality at the table are going to be upset. And I think that's a slippery slope. I don't think he should be so permissive at the table. And I myself am too permissive at the table because he was one of my mentors and I've learned. I've, I've done that. Like, no, you're, you're, you're the player's biggest fan. I can be their biggest fan, but I don't have to say yes to every single thing. I, I think that's a pretty common thing, I would say. That's a pretty common – like, very, very rarely do GMs play it hmm. straight, I feel. I think most of them fudge the occasional dice roll. I think, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. I would, I would Only a GM is going to fudge a dice roll. You don't want a TPK party. You need to figure out a way to do something. And when you say let them do what they want, I think you mean not so much mechanically. Like if I wanted to swing yes, from a chandelier, you wouldn't say, well, no, that's dumb. You, you, no, you'd no, be like, no. okay. But you mean get away well, with shit, right? Get away with shit. Yeah. He's okay. very permissive at the table, which if you just want to have a pink mohawk fun time, yes. Now, I do know that there's the other side of Oz when he runs a table that's meant to punish. Especially talking about hub days. That's what I was going to. Them. He punished. He will punish you as well. I was he knows say. how to do both. <laughs> if he's at a table where you're just here having fun, he'll let you do anything. Get away with all of it. If Back in when he was running the hub, if you messed up, you were at his table, you were punished hard. It hurt. I know. I was there. That's why I was so yes. shocked. I was quiet, yes. but I was like, he's yeah. the new, like this guy almost yeah. like he, he put cotton, the original cotton, like through yeah. the ringer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oz could do that. Like, so he's, he can be a very punitive GM and he could be a very permissive GM. But I, I, I think as of late, he's, he's aged and he's mellowed a bit. I think he's <laughs> leaning more toward permissive than punitive now. I do appreciate the, it, it, it'll never, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a memorable run. At least I, I remember the situation that had me SOL, and the other situations that were like that were memorable. I think it would be cool to have a game. I, I almost feel like it's so common to sort of fudge dice rolls and be nice. I know I'm getting off topic, but I, I think mm -hmm. you should have a session zero where you actually say, like, this is a like red flagged run. Like, I, this is like in this particular game, like, there is no, like, I'm, I'm not fucking around. I'm not here to mess with, I'm not here to kill you, but I'm not here to help you at all. Like, have extra character sheets. This isn't a bluff. Like, you know, but I almost feel like you'd have to tell people in today's current sort of D&D &D climate uh, that you'd have to, like, tell people, heads up, I'm for real. This, this is for reals. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can do that. 
But I think back on topic, if you have a GM, you owe them the feedback. If the GM's not asking, then I think the players should be giving it anyway. They they should still offer. Say what they loved about it. Say what they didn't like about it. Say what the highlight. I think that's a good practice to do, especially especially if you have an inexperienced GM. They need to learn. They need to hone their skills. And if the GM is laying down railroad tracks, then say, I didn't like how you railroaded us. Fair enough. Uh, you've, you've pulled me to your position. I would say okay. mo- the, mostly. 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 That's fine. That's fine. So uh, another instance, this was a GM who I've played with for years. And I'm going to get to players the car just one minute. I had this uh, GM I played with for years. I adored him. He was a personal friend. Loved him like a brother. He railroaded us one night. Any direction we walked only took us to one spot. If we walk towards it, I'm going to turn around and walk away. And he goes, nope, all of a sudden it's there in front of you again. I'm like, that is really hardcore railroading me. Like, this is this is not good. I don't like this. So I, I, I don't like it. And, and you have to tell him that this is bullshit. You're taking away my agency. You're not making it so I can do it. I have no other choice but to do what you want. That's not playing the game. It, it just, just you know, here's my mini. There's a battle mat. Just move my mini and tell me what you'd like me to do then. Because I'm not playing my own character now. And so, you know, you have to be able to have that conversation. He was a close friend. He took it. But he said, I just needed, I needed to do it to get you to this point. But I don't like it. I don't like you doing that to me. He goes, but you guys would not do it because you guys keep going off on tangents. So I'm like, I now know the bane of players going off on tangents and not going the way you want. But it, the solution is not hardcore railroading them. So uh, players, I think this also happens. I think the GM sits at a table. The players sit at a table. They start playing. And I think they realize that maybe just somebody doesn't fit in. Just one other player doesn't fit in. Oh, we're going there. Yep. So I think they go, you know what? Uh, there's been a scheduling change. We can't play. And I think everybody, except that problem player, goes somewhere else and starts playing a game. I've heard of this happening. Oh, yeah. The old... That is terrible. Instead of talking to that player and giving them feedback on how they can approve so you can keep them at the table they just lie to that player and go oh scheduling issue and then they go off in secret and they play a game elsewhere well and that player never learns the bad behavior that they are doing at the table to make that happen that is i think i I would i would love for your opportunity to have the opportunity to again pull me towards you but it would depend if it's a minor thing then you can you know bring it up with that player in the same way but there is no easy way to say look we are aware that you're, uh, you know, <laughs> like your poorly concealed scaly thing has mm-hmm. led into the game via your lizard folk character. Mm-hmm. We are aware of it. It is not <laughs> as hidden as you think. We don't want to. <laughs> this is not our jam. So, mm-hmm. or or something even worse, like something truly malicious or or messed up. That I mean, that's just how it goes. You actually learn things about other people, you know, that mm-hmm. you would not have otherwise known. But yeah, I would say generally, yeah, you can go to that player and say, look, this is the vibe we're coming at. I've had that situation where I was in a D&D game. I had the chaotic asshole rogue who <laughs> wouldn't stop fucking shit up. Uh, I shouldn't curse so much. Sorry. Wouldn't stop making various mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> we're going to leave the fuck in there. I don't know why you cover it. Okay. I don't know. I'm tr- I, don't, I don't know. I've covered my bases. I assume there's like a record scratch and then the, like you have a slightly no. tinted version of my the voice comes over. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So they, this guy, he was sort of drunk on the power of, of the game. It happens to everybody. It happened to me. My first D&D game was a solo D&D game when I was like 16. And the first thing I did was like kill a guard who gave me some guff. Because you can. You technically can do that. Mm-hmm. And it went downhill from there. In a way that I, I couldn't have said this was unexpected. You know, it mm-hmm. made sense. So I think he was in that situation. It's also fun to kind of knock over houses of cards. There's just something fun about going up to someone's big Lego castle and punching it. It's not mm-hmm. a mature feeling. And I think this player kind of got off on that. It's like, we're all going to go do the thing. And he would, you know, I want to just go do something totally random and totally different that has nothing to do with you guys. And the GM didn't have any way to deal with that. Like, I have a way to deal with that. You have a way to deal with that. The GM was just like, oh, okay. And so now we have a party split. And he's mm-hmm. off doing this 
horrendous, monotonous thing that I, I can't even remember. And yeah, we just, it, it was, we didn't have, I think, the tools at the time to have the conversation we wanted to have. Mm-hmm. I was just too young. I was too inexperienced socially. I had never played this game before. I didn't know if he was the asshole. I didn't know if I was the asshole. So well, having that conversation, well, <laughs> I, well, I didn't know if I was the only one. Okay. <laughs> like, so, uh, sorry there, buddy. Uh, I'm the asshole in this group, so I don't know what you're doing. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't quit trying to take my title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Yes, that is difficult if you have a new... But you were there, and you didn't know, you didn't have the tools, and that's fair. But as we progress in the game, we need to talk about... But you knew something was wrong, right? You just knew in your gut, this isn't right, something's wrong. It feels yeah. wrong. And it should have been, and it's hard again, but like, you know, pull the GM aside and go, are you okay with this? You can always stop the game or, you know, hey, if he's going to do this, then throw something at him, throw city guard or a monster at him, do something to kind of squash it, whatever, give a consequence, do something. Don't just let him steamroll. But again, it's hard if you're new, which is why I say this feedback has to be happening. Otherwise you can't improve and just, you know, lying to the one problem player and going, oh, the game's gone. But then you just go somewhere else and play it. Isn't fair to that problem player because maybe they don't even realize, maybe they think this is how you play the game. I, I hear you and you are pulling me in your direction. Rogue. I just don't subscribe to this. Like, maybe that's just the capitalism in me. I don't subscribe yeah. to this idea that I have to go help all the people in the world become better. <laughs> I don't. Like you're I'm doing trying him a to improve. Service. I'm doing my part to improve the hobby as a whole. The same reason I, when I go to Gen Con, I buy books. Yes, I can get them online, but I buy the books. I buy the books when I'm at Gen Con. I buy so I support the hobby, and I support it not just financially, but I also support it by making other people better players by giving them feedback. Cool. <laughs> Well, now I sound like the asshole. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't sound like an asshole. <laughs> we have to do our part, right? I mean, it's, it's if we love the hobby, we want to see it grow and do better. Then I feel like you're trying to, to give me part. this kind of petition to help, like, save a tree a or the owl in the tree, and I'm just like, I just want to get from the grocery store to my car with the six pack of beer. <laughs> so, trying. all right. So, in our Monday game, we had a we had an issue with one player. We talked about it. I talked about it extensively with this player. This player just could not change how they were going to play the game. It just wasn't in their nature to play it any other way. We didn't just pretend the game died and went off and played somewhere else. We told the player, because you cannot alter your play style and it doesn't mesh, you are going to be removed from the game. It was a hard conversation. I didn't like having it. I don't en- don't enjoy the conversation, but I'd rather take out the one problem that I tried to resolve. I really did work and try to get them to fix how, not fix, but change so they'd meshed more. It just wasn't working. Then I think the, the only solution is for you to go and us to replace you with somebody else. And that's what we did. This person knows I still run that game on Mondays. They are not upset about it. They're like, no, I know I don't mesh well. I got it. I, it's okay. We are still very good friends. But it was a difficult conversation. I'm I very had glad. It. I will say this, and this is, I shouldn't say this, but you've, you've been putting a lot of it on the line. So I feel like I have a duty. God, there's that word that I hate. Uh, to, to be honest about it. And that is, if that happened to me, I would be salty forever. That's not mature. That's not wow. right. I'm not going to justify it. I'm not going to act like I have a position that's in any way supportable. But I have, like, just from my own deep-seated, like, high school bullshit, like, sorry, but we don't want to play this game with you. I mean, that was, like, hit That is not how it was said, though. We didn't say that, though. <laughs> I know. That's what my brain... We don't want to That's what you. my brain would hear. <laughs> you just... Heard- so you would rather than, if you were a problem player at a table, you would rather the people just tell you the game died and they go off secretly and play elsewhere. I mean, that's not a great alternative. I, I, don't, I don't know. You're, you have put me in a, in a legitimate quandary. I wish I had a better oh. answer. I do. It's one of those things that's just like, we all have a button, I would like to think, where maybe it's too easy to push that button. Or maybe mm-hmm. even a regular person will be pissed off, but a person who re- that's their button would get super pissed off, right? Uh, like, for example, I don't like torture in my games. 
Mm-hmm. I've never been tortured. I don't like it. I find it to be a thing I don't want in my brain. But I would be mortified if there was a person who, like, I don't know, some veteran of some war or something who had been. That would obviously push their buttons even more. Well, I have a button with, like, being told we don't want to do the thing or you or whatever. That the, the Rejection is, like, my kryptonite. That like that goes straight. I, I just like morph back to like twelve year old cotton. <laughs> okay, so I'm not. I'm not. I don't mean this in a in a bad way or any kind of judgmental or criticizing way. I'm just using the word as it is meant to be used. Is it softer to your ego to just believe the game died, even if they are playing elsewhere, than to hear that they just didn't like your play style? Yes. So it's it's about the ego then. Yes, I. I... <laughs> No, and again, <laughs> ego's a word. Ego's a word that that it's it's a thing. It's everybody has an ego. I have an, everybody has ego, and that's okay. If it's a better hit to your ego to just think the game did die, than to hear that look, the way you play doesn't mesh with us. Just us at this table. Not everybody in the whole world. Just us. It's it's one of those things that I would handle better now as a thirty. 30- five going on 36 year old man but it would still hurt and i think if someone laid it out for me in that situation like hey cotton here's some stuff about your play style we feel uh just just reevaluate right like some things we don't really that aren't really meshing you don't seem to be aware of it man like i i spent like there'd be a good day where i was just like fuck me oh my god like it would really get to me and then i would get better and throughout my life it's it's often happened that way where i was like something about what i did wasn't sufficient or wasn't up to par, or wasn't where someone thought it should be, or whatever else. And I took it to heart, and I changed, and I did the thing that was good. And I never talked to that person again. Like, <laughs> like that's not <laughs> not endorsing that. It's just there you go, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm. That's where I've been coming from. Is I'm seeing myself. I'm seeing myself in that position. If you had gone to me. X years ago, and just said, "Wow, this this GM stuff. like I, yeah, it's it's an ego thing. I'll admit it's it's a maybe it's a personal flaw, and I am the thin skinned one, and everyone else is the tell it to me straight doc. You know how much longer do I have to live? How 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 good is my narrative structure? And so Zakar is asking then RC. So let's say you don't want to hear them say that you don't mesh well. Your play style doesn't mesh with our table. Where we just want you out of the game, uh, or we're going to move on without you or replace you. Whatever." Is that worse, or would it be worse for them to say, hey, we're not playing the game anymore, schedule will change, but then you find out three months later that they're all playing the game, and they just didn't tell you? Which would be worse to find out? Which would be worse? Well, worse. Let's see. Why, why is this about me? When did the podcast become like just personal demons? Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but both would be bad. Uh, I think it could be that, worse. honestly, being told in terms of I, I kind of hate this. The answer is honestly, it would be worse to be told straight up because it would at least if they tried to hide it from me, it was they gave it they cared enough to spare said ego. They cared enough oh, as opposed okay. to what has happened in my past, which is you know we don't like you, please leave. Yeah, that sucked. Like we yeah. don't care about your feelings. We don't care that we, we just don't like you. We don't like your company, and we don't like we don't care that anyone else knows it. And uh, well, uh, you, you may now be personally embarrassed. Your play style doesn't mesh with the table. You I'm hear a lot you. of other things. You are it is it is a yeah. It's not. It's not. You great. feel <laughs> it's them sparing your feelings if they don't tell you that, and they just go off and play elsewhere, and you find out months later that they're still playing. Yeah, they're still hanging out with me, especially wow. if they're if if it was a bunch of friends and we all hang out and we did some any activity, and they did uh-huh. they did not want to do the activity with me anymore, but they mm-hmm. still hung out with me. It was just that one activity. I'd be a lot better. I'd be like, okay, I get it. Fair enough. Interesting. Okay. But I do think that happens a lot. And and I think a player needs to know when they're not fitting in with the table. But I think a lot of players that don't fit in at tables are lucky to even be at a table because I think they've been told that often. That you may be uh, onto something. Bad players, you know, habitually bad players have a hard time finding a table. So when they're in a table, they're going to do what they want to do. They're going to be very selfish. They're going to do whatever they want to do. And then, yes, if they end up getting kicked out, oh, well, it's that table's problem, not mine. Whatever. Okay. Or, you know, if they go, they'd say, oh, the game's dead, scheduling issue, and they go off and play somewhere else, whatever. I think a lot of 
bad players end up being selfish players as well because they can't get into games because their play style just does not mesh. And they don't do anything to try to fix it. Even if you were to give them feedback, it would be very difficult to get them to change their ways. I agree 100%. I think the word selfish is the most key word there. I, mm-hmm. I 100% agree with all that. It is it is absolute selfishness uh, when, when you have a sort of habitual offender. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all run into that person. And mm-hmm. that sucks. They they just you know yeah that's uh yeah there you go that that's there that I don't have a whole lot else to add. A person sits down is very selfish, has to make the game about them, and I feel like there's sort of this. I speculate there is an internal bitterness there that they seek to get out within the rules of D and D. So there's this person who's otherwise disaffected, and they may have the veneer going really well, and you put them behind you know, a, a, a character, and then they act out in ways that seem, like, designed to piss people off. Like, why, where, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And it's because you have to play the game with me, because we're here to play D&D, and you can't just leave, and it's just, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very selfish. So if you, are, if you are sitting at the table, whether it's with new people or people you've played with, and all you're thinking about is, what can I do in this session? What great, awesome thing can I do with the session? What can my character do? And not thinking about the other players and what they might want to do or about that GM and what they may want to do. If you're not thinking about everybody at that table and you're only thinking about you, you are a selfish player. And you are just going to kill every game you go into. Yep. I, I Yeah. It's sad because... And I understand that, hey, if I don't get in a lot of games... Then when I do get in a game, well, I want to do all the things I want to do. It has to be what I want. No, that's the reason you don't get in a lot of games. Uh, the, and I try to avoid this. I try to avoid doing things in the game that would cut off a lead, or if that's the right word, a, a line of a plot. Thread? A thread, there we go. That's a good word. A, a thread to somebody else's thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if, there's, if they're trying to achieve X as a short, medium, or long-term goal, I try not to you know, to impede that or, you know, tank it anyway, mm-hmm. unless it was just, you know, you know, there's always exceptions to everything, but generally that I don't want to blow up their toy. You know, they're trying to achieve X. Let them achieve, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they don't achieve X, that's between them and the GM or whatever mm-hmm. else happens. I don't want to be the guy to, to tank it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if just because I have the ability to kill every NPC I encountered, doesn't mean I have to kill every NPC I encountered, but if I'm just built to kill things, I'm sorry, GM, you put the NPC in front of me. They made a threat. <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm going to kill him. Uh, he was coming right for us. <laughs> or I'm sorry, GM, that you put that person there that witnessed me do the thing I didn't want them to see. You you made this happen. I have to kill them because I can't leave any witnesses behind. What? Like, okay. Um. All right. It, it's, this, it's a weird mentality that some players... They find they'll find an excuse to justify every bad action they make, and I think when you have a player like that, if you're at a table with somebody who's being selfish and just thinking of them and doing what they want to do and not thinking of the entire group as a whole, you need to tell them this. Do do them the favor, and try and go look. This is the problem. You need to adjust, or we're going to have to replace. That's it. That that's just it. I'm, I'd I'd rather cut the one cancerous, you know, branch out than kill the entire game. I, I you you you're pulling me that way. I agree. I, at this point in my life, I can probably you know I, I could. I would rather have somebody tell me, especially if I knew that they liked me and like cared for me and did and had at least mm-hmm. some of my best or some some good intention, and mm-hmm. they said, hey, here's something about your play you should look at. I mm-hmm. think I would appreciate that coming from that space. If I said, and, look, you're a cool guy. We enjoy in the game. You're funny. We all like you. But when you play your character, apparently you made your character to be a complete selfish prick. And that doesn't work with the rest of us. So make him less pricky. (laughs) (laughs) Really less selfishy. That's what I was going for. The prick prick is fine. Pricks are great. Uh, Oh my God. Oh, just imagine what Isolate jokes just that. got edited out, by the way. That's who, who, that. who knows? That's who knows what it could be? Tagline. <laughs> Pricks are great. 
Scott thinks pricks are great. Jupiter thinks things need correction. There you go. <laughs> this podcast goes down. <laughs> God. Oh. Now that's that's oh, how we get God. that little E beside the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would uh, tell people that, and selfish play is definitely uh, a problem. But yeah, and again, I think a lot of that's easier to see in real life. I think that's maybe why mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons I like those types of games. You can see when someone's zoned out in real life, oh, and you can you know you can at least see them on their phone. They have to at least you know as opposed to when they're at home. You know maybe they have four other tabs open. They're playing World of Warcraft. They're watching their crypto okay, uh, you're, tank. You're triggering me right now. Please stop. <laughs> we can do an entire episode on table etiquette. I have a list of the top five things that piss me off as a GM. When I'm running a game that players do, oh, drives me insane. Okay, we will have to do we will have <laughs> we to do etiquette, like, table etiquette because oh, don't talk to me about tabs open Jesus. and playing other games. Oh my god, so you much. You full Sam Jackson. These motherfucking uh, yes. players <laughs> in this motherfucking game. Motherfucking <laughs> game. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that one next. Okay, but games die. Games will always die. I think, to sum up, I think the scheduling excuse holds little water. Yes, it does happen. But I think it's the go-to excuse for games that are have that have other dysfunctional issues that nobody wants to talk about. That's my summation. Yeah. You, pull, you, pull, you pulled me over. This is this is the what man put put a put a stamp on your calendar, everybody. Red letter day. I've I have I have been pulled minutes. and swayed. He said, how, he said, "Jupe, how are we going to talk about this for an hour? Doesn't make any sense." <laughs> Boom, hour. Literally Turns one out hour. Because I didn't know what I was talking about. It finally caught up with me. It took thirty years. It took thirty years. <laughs> Normally. As a as a straight white man, it's been my privilege to say whatever the fuck goes in my mind and suffers no consequences. And mm-hmm. <laughs> finally, they got me. <laughs> oh, this has been a very good. This has been an edifying podcast. I need to go. I feel. I feel like I should go do some breathing exercises or something. Like I don't learned. know. I feel like you I feel like yeah. Things. My heart grew like point five sizes. <laughs> and as the car is pointing out, you're finally backing me up instead of shooting me in the back. Oh, 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 he's got yeah. jokes. He's got jokes. It's, it's, it's a throwback to our Shadowrun uh, series when you literally shot my character in the back. That tore my... Do you, do, okay. No, it didn't. You know what? You, you know what? It. You want to know I why? Asked, you weren't I paying asked. attention. You were doing something else or falling asleep, and then you're like, eh, did I do that? Yes, you did that. You I did asked to reshoot. Not you. I asked to reshoot. <laughs> I actually asked. I agonized over that decision. And it happened, and the fallout happened. I was like, can we re... It was the one time... No, no, it was It was, it was <laughs> one of the main times, the main time I ever said, can we just, like, redo that? Like, no. you know, and they were like, no, this is what happened. I'm like... This what happened. You don't get to retcon because you realize something wrong. No. Nope. Yeah, it was... No. I, as much as I like to give you was shit about terrible. it. Your character was great. <laughs> well, it was... You? She was great, but also bad. <laughs> she she had more complexes than a Rubik's cube. Yep. So, nah, yeah. we brought it back. She, she, the entire goal for that character, as we all know, was to just have her entire life just beaten down and destroyed. She was little Miss Ray of Sunshine, thinking she could do this, and she needed to be beaten down and to end up shot in the back by her own teammate poetic and then to end up delivered to her nemesis poetic and then to end up a nameless statistic od in an alley that was the best that was the you watched like too much prestige tv and (laughs) like the sopranos or something my gosh i I did not watch the sopranos until last year during the pandemic when we all had to watch a lot of stuff uh i didn't watch the sopranos till last year so this was uh after the whole uh, Shadowrun thing. So I just want us to all be happy. <laughs> How is shooting a person in the back making people happy? I mean, it made you happy. Maybe she shouldn't have been on a homicidal weird revenge streak. Uh, well, mm-hmm. we're, we're, next week's episode is is <laughs> rehash the no. last episode. Oh my gosh! With Oz as presiding officer judge, you'll have to wear a wig and uh, and stream it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do what we'll, we we. You want to do that? Let's uh, we'll we'll listen to the old podcast. 
and then we'll do a, a reaction uh, episode on to do you believe what you did in this episode like <laughs> <laughs> i would like to use the the bitch be crazy defense is that <laughs> wow wow <laughs> God. <sighs> this is some, we're gonna talk after the show, Cotton. We'll have to tell you about your. <laughs> about your <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna. I'm gonna give you feedback on this and on the Monday game. Feedback. Okay, everybody, we're gonna wrap it up. I've got an hour long uh, lecture to give Cotton about his behavior tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how Cotton was fired. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you never got it. Welcome to the new Jupiter show. The one. <laughs> You're wondering where Cotton is. Well, <laughs> you can still find him on the server. <laughs> in the one chat room we still have open for in him. In the one chat room we let him go into when we aren't force muting him. It's just, it's just me that's in it too. It's just one chat room called Cotton's Hangout, but you don't tell me that no one has permissions to see it except me. I just. Yep. I'm just all alone. <laughs> no, no. All right. We'll see everybody back next time for another episode. Might be table etiquette. Might be something else. I want to talk about movies. I think there's a lot of movies that are good inspiration for for games and for, for GMs to use. I want to talk about table etiquette. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. I know we still need to delve deeper into women at the table. I don't know if Cotton's the right person for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff upcoming. But thank you, everybody for listening to another episode. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. <laughs> what? I, I love the women. I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> You mean you love them when they're in the kitchen, or? I mean, that's one of the several places that they could be at any given time. You know. Wow. <laughs>